Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis solo here for the final hour on a Friday afternoon as we get set for a big week. And a lot of people consider this national football draft weekend here for fantasy. Um, Yeah, there's definitely a lot of drafts this weekend because, you know, the following weekend is Labor Day weekend. So that can be kind of difficult to get everybody together. And then, of course, the season starts uh, one week from the upcoming Thursday. So, uh, of course, we'll be in Vegas for the first few days of the season, and uh, we have drafts out there, so it's not too late to come out to Vegas at the Palms. I'll be there. But a lot of people drafting this weekend. It is a big draft weekend, so make sure that you head on over to fulltimefantasy.com and use all the tools. We have customizable rankings. Just put in your parameters of your league, what you start, and it'll spit out a cheat sheet specifically catered to your league. If you use the promo code RONUS50, you get your first two months for the price of one. I have my updated rankings as well. Uh, Lots of articles. Our draft kit is just phenomenal. And again, we have a lot of tools that you can use as well. So we have you covered if you are drafting this weekend. It is a big draft weekend. I have only one draft this weekend. I've already done several and uh we'll actually have a draft the day after labor day i actually have a draft monday night that's right uh, sometimes you forget about these things that's why it's good to put it in your calendar so you don't forget any of this stuff um so uh, if you have any specific questions you could ask them on the message boards in the forums a lot of questions coming in right now and uh also so i see uh sean childs has posted a uh a little update here on Amari Cooper. It's a video, so I can't watch it right now. But you can head on over to the um, message boards and check that out. Obviously, uh, dealing with a little plantar fasciitis there or a heel injury. Um, I did see Dr. David Chow said he didn't think it was a big deal, more of a pain management issue. So, again, we give you a lot of those things. You can check it out right now on fulltimefantasy.com. And uh, use that promo code RONUS50. Uh, we got our projections and cheat sheets, uh, dynasty football rankings from Scott Atkins, and, of course, my preseason pro picks are up. A sleeper, a bust, a breakout, stash and cash, and a comeback player. That is up there right now. I see Scott Atkins has his preseason pro picks up as well. Dr. Roto, Sean Childs, Bill Enright, Brad Cruz, Kimber Schleicher. So a lot of high-stakes players putting up big money. They give you their thoughts as well. So uh, make sure that you check that out and uh, – take advantage of it today a very interesting bust there for uh scott atkins a player that is being drafted in the first round of drafts so uh check that out uh right now on fulltimefantasy.com uh also playffwc.com you want to head into draft uh plenty of drafts going on for every day until the start of the season and you should be ready by now okay we're almost here less than two weeks of the season starts can't tell me it's too early anymore you better get in there 
and hop in a draft. We got a starter full season link to at 4 p.m. Eastern. So we got our early draft coming up in an hour. You ready to draft now? Hop on in there. Starter full season league, 18 rounds, 90 second clock. Got a draft another one. Starter full season league at 7:30 p.m. Eastern. A starter best ball draft at 9 p.m. Eastern. An online championship at 10 p.m. Eastern. There's five spots left in that one. So um, check that out there. Uh, also got a uh, starter best ball draft, 24 rounds, 60 second clock at 11 p.m. And then uh, early drafts tomorrow as well as 4 p.m. Eastern. So tons of drafts, uh, different price points, uh, basically every day into the start of the season. So uh, check it out now and sign up at playffwc.com. But we'll Brandon Murchison, he'll join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. He's part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Got a lot of podcasts on there. So make sure you check that out. Um, as uh, we're just trying to give you as much content here to uh, help you dominate for the upcoming season. All right, let's take a look at some of the news. We'll go over some of the preseason things that stood out. Uh, but we've got Pete Carroll today at his press conference said David Moore, the wide receiver, suffered what sounds like a serious shoulder injury in practice yesterday. Carroll said he'll be out for a while and obviously not going to be back by week one. So DK Metcalf obviously is out. Oh. Early in the season, coming off a knee scope, and now David Moore. So, boy, the, the uh, wide receivers for Seattle taking a beating. So, I would think Jerron Brown uh, will be a guy that starts early in the year and just, uh, you know, a ton of targets there for Tyler Lockett, uh, to his going very early anyway. But uh, this team's really banked up right now. Remember, Jerron Brown barely played last year. They also have Gary Jennings, a fourth round rookie. So, very thin receiving core. Um, for the Seahawks right now. And uh, got to think uh, this is going to be a team that runs a ton. Chris Carson is certainly rising up draft boards right now. Uh, definitely has moved up my rankings as well, uh, especially since they've talked about him getting more involved in the passing game. Reports are he's clearly ahead of uh, Rashad Penny, who I still still will take. You know, I'm not going to overpay for him, but I think there's still room here. Uh, but Chris Carson certainly is ADP right now is 42. In the Fantasy Football World Championships, he's the RB21 off the board. Uh, now, in this format, obviously, our receivers go very early compared to other leagues because we start three and we have two flex spots, and that's PPR, so a lot of people flex the wide receivers. Uh, Carson, though, and other formats, uh, maybe your home league start to move up a little bit. But, yeah, he's definitely one of the biggest risers so far here. He was going in the sixth round just a couple weeks ago. So Chris Carson definitely seeing a big boost there. Tyler Lockett, I don't think he can go much higher. I mean, his ADP right now is 39. He's another guy that is, he has gone as early as 26. Wow. He's a wide receiver, 17 off the board. And I think the 26 could be because of what I've talked about over the last week or so, where we're in that range of wide receivers where there's some question marks. You know, Keenan Allen with the ankle issue. Antonio Brown with the... Uh, you know, his wackiness and the helmet, is he going to be on the field? Then you got T.Y. Hilton uh, dealing with Andrew Luck, and it looks like he's probably not going to play week one. By the way, I wrote an article uh, with Frankie Fantasy on Sports Illustrated, and it was, where do you draft Andrew Luck? So you can check that out. And we were taking opposing viewpoints, so um, I'm probably more in the camp that I'm not going to take him. But, again, it all comes down to value. And as I alluded to in the article – and the beat out of Ronas Online Championship League on Tuesday night, luck went in round 12. 30 now it is the FFWC where quarterbacks go late, and then ben, he backed them up with Ben Roethlisberger, so it's fine. I mean, if luck doesn't play 
for a while, round 12 is not going to sink your team and you get a backup like Roethlisberger. So it all comes down to your risk taking and whether you do it or not. So uh, I'm probably not taking him. But again, I said that a couple years ago. I got him really late. He never played the whole year, but uh, didn't cost me that much. Lots more ahead as we break down the preseason. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here, it is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't forget, you can find all my work, including updated rankings, customizable rankings at FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Obviously, a big weekend for drafts, and we want to make sure you go in there and dominate. Don't want you to panic when you're on the clock. want you to be good to go. So check out all our content, and we'll be here with you throughout the season as well. Whether it's working the waiver wire, trades, we have you covered. So make sure you stick with the winners here at Full Time Fantasy. Uh, obviously, some preseason games yesterday. We're seeing the starters play less and less, but we did see a couple of injuries yesterday that we have to take note of. One is Cam Newton. He has a mid-foot sprain. Mid-foot sprain. So they're saying they're optimistic that Newton will be ready for week one. They play the Rams. So it didn't, you know, we were all concerned when we saw it. He left in a walking boot, but from all indications are, it doesn't seem to be too serious. And, you know, Cam Newton is someone that I do like, that I've been taking in drafts because when he's healthy, he's usually a top five quarterback in fantasy, even with him not throwing for the prolific touchdown number because of his ability to run. Now that's the only concern here is if he is good to go week one, does he run a little bit less? Because he's not 100%. So that's something to keep an eye on. His ADP is 128 in the FFWC. is the 8th quarterback off the board. So he has moved up. I've seen a lot of drafts where he's the 12th, 13th quarterback off the board. And I think that's a nice value. So I see people uh, kind of wisening up over uh, the last couple weeks. Um, so my guess is he might drop a little bit this weekend in drafts. And you know you can you can get him and then get another quarterback. You know I've always said that. In leagues with 16 rounds, I typically don't take two quarterbacks. But in a situation like this, if I do take Cam Newton and say I get him as the 14th quarterback off the board, yeah, I might take another quarterback. Maybe you could even break it down and look and say, all right, let me see where's a favorable one, week one matchup that's going late that you can pair with him. So, again, I always have sort of a blueprint, but sometimes you have to deviate from it. You know, there was a question on the message board just now saying, you know, in a 15, 16-round draft, do I take a second tight end? And generally, I don't. But there was a draft recently where I did because it was Chris Herndon late. And I think my starter was Mark Andrews. And as much as I like the upside of Mark Andrews, there's some risk with him. We've seen it here in the preseason where we've seen a lot of Nick Boyle, Hayden Hurst, and we haven't seen Andrews play the full complement of snaps. But as I alluded to yesterday with Vince McDonald, it doesn't matter if your tight end is not playing the whole game. If Andrews is in there on passing plays, and he looked 
good again last night. There was a play where it took like several guys to tackle him, and he carried the pile about 10 yards. So that's why you like his upside. But we could be wrong on that, and maybe he does play 34% of the snaps, and maybe he's not in there to get enough targets. So, you know, the one thing that I look at with that is, you know, they probably want like a Boyle Hayden Hurst in there for to block a little bit, and we know they're going to run a lot. So even if Andrews doesn't play, you know, 70% of the snaps, not a big deal. As long as when he's in there, that he is getting a good share of targets. So, you know, there is some risk with him. So that's why I took Herndon, who obviously is suspended for the first four weeks, and the Jets have a bye in week four. So, yeah, it might be difficult for me to hold him, but I'm hoping maybe he comes back, and I think he could be in the tight end one conversation, and it protects me. So if I draft Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Henry, Ingram, those guys, and, and Howard, I'm not taking a backup tight end. No way. I don't need it. Those guys are in there for me every single week, and I'll worry about the bye week when they come. Even a guy like Delaney and Hooper, I probably wouldn't take one either. Uh, so, in generally, I'm not going to do it. Um, but maybe you already had your draft and you took Jordan Reed. Now you probably know he's not going to be ready week one. We'll talk about that. So, yeah, maybe in that instance you need one. So, it all, it all comes down to who you have on your roster and the specifics. But, yeah, generally, if I have 15, 16 rounds, especially with a couple weeks to go before the season, and I know my waiver wire opens up, I'd rather have, you know, a running back. You know, imagine you did a draft early August and you took, you know, you passed on Darwin Thompson to get a second quarterback. I mean, how bad does that look now with the price that he has? And that's my point. And that's what I'm trying to tell everyone. And I was saying this in June, July. That is why. Look at these players that have moved up draft boards. These running backs where the situation now all of a sudden it's breaking in their direction. Tony Pollard's another guy. I mean, Tony Pollard I was getting in so late. I took Tony Pollard in the Super Flex draft round 15. I took Tony Pollard very late in the Scott Fishbowl, and that was in early July. Now what's Tony Pollard's ADP? 94 in the FFWC. So this is my point, and I hope you guys are seeing it now in these July-August drafts early in the season, don't take that second quarterback. Now, in a, in a draft with 20, 18, 20 rounds, I could see it. Even then, you kind of don't have to, especially if you get a solid quarterback. And you could tell me, well, what if Cam Newton was the only guy I took and now he's hurt? Okay, it happens. You, you, there's going to be a good option on the waiver wire most times. There, there could be someone, and it's not like Cam is out for the year. I mean, he could play week one. But it, it's much easier to replace a quarterback than it is a running back, especially if people are taking all those backups. So, you know, you, you look at the, the risers here. I mean, Tony Pollard has gone way up. You could have gotten him so cheaply. Now, if he wasn't drafted in your league in July, he's going to cost a lot on the way right if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't return. Darwin Thompson, forget it. You know how much he's going to cost you now on the waiver wire? And you could say, well, we didn't know about it back in July. Okay, fine, but the point is, I'd rather take those guys late, and they're all not going to work out. Matt Pareto was cheap just a couple, you know, a month ago because, you know, Jarek McKinnon was looking like he'd be back. Justin Jackson, all these guys. Alexander Madison, I mean, he was a guy going very late, and we've heard nothing but positive reports, and we saw last year that there was enough for two running backs. Now we think Dalvin Cook will get the bulk of the touches, 
Devin Singletary's another guy who's risen. Justice Hill. All these guys you could have gotten for very cheap at the end of your drafts in early August, July. But that's why I emphasize taking these lottery tickets in your early drafts. Forget about the backup quarterback and the backup tight end. Now, the tight end situation is a little different. But again, if you, it annoys me. And I've gone over the drafts where, you know, it's 16 rounds. You take Kelsey, you're taking a backup tight end. Why? Oh, best value on the board. No, 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 no. Are you really going to start Delaney Walker over Travis Kelsey on a given week? You're not. And you ideally don't want to flex a tight end. I mean, if it's Kelsey and Ertz, Kelsey Kittle, fine. But you don't want to do that early in your drafts. But that is the point I'm trying to make. And hopefully you guys learn from that and understand we want to get as many shots as we can. Now, one of the drafts I took Raquel Armstead, that might not be, might not be good. But the strategy makes sense. You know, Fournette's healthy to begin the year. I'll cut Armstead and pick up someone else. I'll find the other running back. And that draft was late June. But the point is you want to have as many potential running backs on your roster towards the end, which is why I think the strategy of getting one running back early, loading up on receivers, and then taking shots at running backs late. Because in a lot of instances, you kind of only need one or two to hit. And obviously running back depth is key. There's going to be entries. I mean, we sit here and all these running backs are going early. A lot of these guys are not going to pan out, whether it's ineffectiveness, the offensive line's bad, they don't get utilized in the way we envision, or they just suck or they get hurt. We all know it. I mean, we sit here, oh, look at all these running backs going early. They're not going to pan out. We all know it. We know it's not going to happen. So, again, it's just a, the goal is to always learn and get better. That's what we want to do. And that's the point I'm trying to make. And you're seeing it now. You're seeing why. You're seeing these running backs rise up draft boards as it looks like things could open up for them. Uh, the other injury from yesterday was Jordan Reed. He's got a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, I saw this coming. Should have known. Look, Reed was in a spot where he was clearly the best receiver on his team. He would play 13 games last year. But we knew there was risk. And I, I did move him up my draft board for a couple spots. I didn't take him anywhere. Uh, but this was a reminder of why he's definitely a risk. All right, lots more ahead as we look around the preseason from yesterday. And also uh, an important thing I wanted to discuss that's ahead next. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon. Don't forget, I know you guys got drafts coming up. Head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Updated rankings daily by myself. We also have customizable rankings and cheat sheets. You can put in your league parameters, and it'll give you a cheat sheet specifically catered to your league. So check it out today. 
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right. uh, So a question here on Twitter, I guess, in response to what I was saying. And uh, Joe Saviano, if I'm saying that right, says, so he has Najoku in a 17-round draft with a kicker and defense. Slow draft. So do we... Does he take a second tight end like Herndon, Graham, Rudolph, or Hawkinson? Uh, he says this is a deep league. I don't know. I don't consider a 17-round draft a deep league. I think it's got to be at least 20 for me to consider a deep. Um, now, it really kind of depends what's on the board. Najoku, to me, is a little risky. I mean, he's so talented. I essentially look at him as the third receiver in this offense. I know Rashard Higgins has had a good preseason. So, for me, I'd probably pass. Now, if Chris Herndon goes really late, I might take him. It sucks not having him for five weeks. It can be difficult, and you might have to cut him at some point. But it really depends what's on the board. I mean, I'm going to take a lot of those running backs that I talked about, you know, over that second tight end. Because those guys have a lot of potential. Darwin Thompson's, Justice Hill, uh, Tony Pollard, for sure. I'm taking all those guys over a second tight end. Uh, Deion Lewis, guys like that. Alexander Madison. Because you never know what could happen here in the next couple weeks. So I'd rather take those guys uh, than get a second tight end. So I wouldn't make it a priority for me. I'd probably rather take a shot on those running backs. But if there's no good running backs left and you feel like you have to get one, fine. But, you know, you're, I doubt you're getting a tight end that you're going to start over in Njoku anyway, at least for the first couple of weeks. And uh, there's a couple of guys that are probably going to be on your waiver wire that I think could emerge. Uh, if you check out my rankings, there's a couple of guys I like right around the 20th range that I don't think are going to get drafted in your league. So worst case scenario, you're going to be able to go to the waiver wire and pick them up. So um, just you know, keep that in mind. Like I'm, I'm more willing to take a shot on those running back lottery tickets. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about because it was asked on the message board is someone saw or read the article on who our comeback player of the year article is, and they took that player around four, and that's a mistake. You know, you need context with everything. Just because we say this is our comeback player of the year, this is our breakout, there's still a price associated with them, and you don't want to overpay. So, you know, the person asked to evaluate his team, and it's like, oh, I took your comeback player of the year in round four. And there were so many players that I had ranked above him. So I said, look, you got to look at the rankings. And he's like, oh, no, I, I panicked. Look, you should never panic in a draft. You got to have a system set up where you're good to go. I know there's a clock sometimes, especially if you're online and you have to get in the play, the pick within time, but you should know and you should be ready before you pick with several different options. You know, have 
Everyone has a different system. I told you what mine is. I have my personal rankings in front of me on a sheet. I cross up names as they go. And as it gets closer to me, I might have like, I might write down four names and say, okay, this is the order I want. And there are going to be situations where they all go and you just have to react quick, but you shouldn't be panicking. And, you know, I think in this case, the guy's like, oh, well, that was their comeback player. I'm going to take him. So it, there were several better players on the board. And, you know, just because we say this is this guy, this is our breakout. Sure. That means maybe you should have the thought you might have them on your team. But what is the price to acquire them? It's just like anything in life, right? You know, you really like this product, but you know you can get it for a little bit cheaper at another store. What are you going to do? You're going to go to the other place. You're going to shop around in price. So, you know, just because we say, yeah, this is our comeback, doesn't mean you take them around four. That's a player that's not going around four, and that's where ADP is important. You know, we've always said you don't need to pay close attention to ADP. You don't need to draft by ADP, but know what the market is. So in your home leagues, it's different. Now, if you were looking at our ADPs, that player that I'm talking about actually has a cost of the fifth round. So for the FFWC, I've seen other leagues where he goes in the sixth, but you got to remember in our format, wide receivers get pushed up the board. So the problem is there was at least, uh, I think there was at least two players, two or three that I think were, that were on the board that I have ranked higher and players that I like more. So again, it wasn't a, it wasn't a brutal mistake at all, um, but, you know, y your goal is to learn. And he did say he panicked in that spot and had to make a quick decision. We don't want you to ever be in a state of panic. Always be prepared. Just have a system that's in place. And that's the problem is a lot of people are just not prepared. Now, I've been in drafts in person where there's no clock. But if you're doing an online draft, there usually is a clock. And sometimes it's 60 seconds. And, you know, you have to make that decision quickly. Just just be ready. Just come up with a system that works for you. You know, you should never be in a position where you have to panic around four, especially around four, because there's a lot of players on the board to choose from. So uh, it happens to everybody, but always just learn from it so you're not in that situation. Uh, mentioned uh, Jacoby Brissett's not going to play in the preseason game here. So that means... He's probably going to start week one, but it's my interpretation. I mean, obviously, Colts are smart here. Can't risk Brissett getting injured because, um, you know, he might need to start week one. So uh, we did see Brissett, Brissett a couple years ago. But remember, he came to the team very, very late. So I think they'll be fine. I mean, the Colts offense, some of those guys take a little bit of a hit. But, uh, you know, luck maybe only misses week one. We don't know. <laughs> it's the Colts, man. That's the only issue there. Uh, so Luck's price is dropping, but it's not crazy drop at this point. And look, there's two ways to look at Andrew Luck. And I get both sides. And I wrote about one side on Sports Illustrated, SI.com, uh, along with Frankie Fantasy. Uh, he, he took a different side. Uh, I took the other side. And you could say, all right, I want no part of Luck. He's injured. I don't know what it is. The Colts did this before. We thought he was going to be back two years ago, and he didn't play the whole year. If you want to have that perspective, it's absolutely fine. Quarterback is a deep position. You don't want to give yourself a headache. Completely understand. I mean, Andrew Lux right now is ADP is 115 as the QB5. I think it's too high. I'm not paying that price for him right now. There's no way. Not QB5. I mean, Matt Ryan's ADP is 122 as QB6. Give me Matt Ryan. <laughs> I mean, Matt Ryan's healthy. 
good offense, continuity, same weapons. Carson Wentz, QB7. I'll take Carson Wentz over him. Now, there comes a point where you go, all right, the value is too much to pass up. Like I said, in the Beat Adam Ronis Online Championship League on Tuesday night, he went around 12. And then the backup was Roethlisberger. I'm fine with that. Even if Luck doesn't pay the entire year, you know, 12-round pick, I look, I think every pick is important. Don't get me wrong. But we all know, looking back on our previous drafts, there's going to be a lot of players in round 12 that don't amount to anything this year. It's not like you're taking him in round six where you're passing up potential breakouts at running back or receiver. So it all depends on the investment cost. Now, the other, and, and that's the other side of it is, hey, if I can get him as the QB 12, QB 13, come back and get another quarterback, sure. So like anything, it comes down to price. What is the cost? If you, and there are people out there like this, and I have no problem. There are some people who go, the guy's injured. I don't know his timetable. I'm not touching him. That is completely fine if that's the way you play. And a lot of times, if you have that mentality and that's your sentiment and you avoid those risky injured players, you're probably going to win. There's going to be other signs, though, where you go, luck is misses week one, comes back week two, he's fine. And this is a really good offense. So depends on your perspective. For me, it comes down to a value. If I'm in a draft and luck's there around 12 or 13, I'll probably take a shot and then come back again. I remember two years ago in my home league, uh, I took Andrew Luck very late as my second quarterback because we had IR spots in that league. So I said, all right, everyone's passing on him. And that's a league that I usually never take two quarterbacks. It's a 14-team league, and I usually never take two quarterbacks. But uh, I was just sitting there like, wow, everyone's passing on Luck? All right, fine. It was like around 17. We have IDP players, so a little bit later. It was late. Put him on IR. He never played the whole year. It didn't cost me. I don't even remember. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't win the championship that year. I don't remember if I made the finals, but it didn't cost me. I mean, double-digit rounds, it's, it, it, there was no risk to take him there. So it all depends on your mentality. QB5, not taking him right now. No way. I mean, one, 115 is, you know, not a high ADP, but... It's relative to other quarterbacks. QB5 right now, FFWC, no, not taking him there. He's got to be at least like the 10th, 11th quarterback off the board in the double-digit rounds, and I know I can come back and get another quarterback. That's the only way I do it. But it all comes down to uh, what you, uh, how you feel about it. Ronald Jones back at practice. He his knee in the second preseason game, and uh, he had some swelling for a couple of days, but he's back. He is expected to play tonight, but, man, the, the reports on him have not been positive, and He's a guy that I don't want. I don't want that Buccaneers backfield, man. There's a lot of people, oh, he's the starting running back with Peyton Barber in, in the eighth, ninth round. Who cares? He's not that good. And it's an offense that's going to struggle to run the ball. So not interested there. All right, when we return, I'm going to be joined by Brandon Murchison. He's from the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. So we'll talk more with him about the preseason results from last night here on Full-Time Fantasy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening.
It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern as we get set for a big draft weekend. So make sure you have us by your side. Fulltimefantasy.com updated rankings. Made more changes today. We have customizable cheat sheets as well. Put in your league parameters and it'll give you a cheat sheet catered to your league scoring. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Joining me now, it is Brandon Murchison. He's part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Brandon, thanks for taking out the time to join today. Man, always a pleasure. Great to be on. Finally uh, getting to work alongside Adam Ronis. It's a pleasure. Well, I appreciate that. Let people know where uh, they can find the podcast and your work. Uh, yeah, I, like you said, I'm with uh, the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. My uh, my podcast is, of course, the Woo Fantasy Podcast. Uh, we do that once a week. Uh, probably going to pick things up here as the season gets going and uh, going to do a couple of shows per week. Uh, on Twitter, I am Roto Superstore, so be sure to follow me there. And, of course, the podcast Twitter account is Woo underscore Fantasy uh, Lots of things happening, uh, things picking up, season about to get kicked off, and we're excited, man. Yeah, let's uh, kick it off with some of the things that we can take away from last night in the preseason. And obviously, the big story last night was the Cam Newton injury. Looks like it's a foot sprain. They're saying that he could be ready for week one. And obviously, there's a lot of investment in this offense. Christian McCaffrey going first, second, or third off the board. DJ Moore going fourth fifth round curtis samuels skyrocketing up draft board so there's a lot of uh key pieces here tied to cam newton uh so based on what you know right now i mean uh, you said you have drafts this week and i do as well are you going to downgrade cam newton or uh keep him in the same spot based on what we know right now uh as things are progressing right now um I might probably take a little bit of a ding to his value, maybe drop him down a couple of notches. He's probably going to be right there around that fringe QB1 in my ranking, probably around the 10-12 spot uh, as I update my own personal rankings through the weekend. Uh, you With the midfoot sprain like they have, I mean, it could be a little bit of a listen frank situation, and we know how those can tend to linger. Uh, so it's kind of something to keep an eye on over the course of the next couple of weeks and leading into week one. Uh, I'm a little, a little skeptical right now, uh, but like you said, there's so much value tied to Cam Newton in this offense. Uh, DJ Moore, Hunter Samuel, both are a lot of expectations coming into the season with both of these guys. If Cam, Cam Newton happens to miss time or limited, that's a major knock on both of their values. You know, I was talking about this before. There's two different ways to look at, like, Cam Newton and Andrew Luck. It's easy to say, you know what, they're injured. There's depth at quarterback. I'm not going to deal with it. Or you could say, hey, look, if they fall far enough, I'll take the value and then get a backup quarterback. So where do you stand when looking at both those guys? Or maybe it's different because with Andrew Luck, I mean, it's a, little, a lot of cloudiness, and we've been through this with the Colts before. But how do you look at situations like that with those two quarterbacks where we know if they're healthy – they have top five upside, but we know they have some type of injury right now. Yeah, it's, that's the great way to look at both of these players right now. I know I had Andrew Luck as high as second in my rankings before all the injury cloudiness hit, and now you're starting to see him drop down the draft board. Uh, there's some of the drafts that I had the, the other night. You're seeing him leak into the ninth, tenth round in drafts, and if I'm getting into the tenth round and Andrew Luck sitting there, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to grab Andrew Luck, and then I'm going to quickly follow him up with a solid backup option. 
Uh, same thing with Cam Newton. I mean, you're, you, we've seen Cam Newton play injured before, so this is kind of not out of the realm for Cam Newton. So I do think he's probably more adept to be on the field and perform even with this injury where Andrew Luke, we've seen him miss an entire city for the whole uh, But if both of these guys, if the value is there, they fall farther down the draft board, I'm definitely going to take the risk and immediately jump in and grab a backup quarterback to uh, just to cover myself in drafts. We saw Darius Geis make his preseason debut last night, and the Redskins gave him 12 touches uh, on the day. He had a total of 56 yards, and it seems like people are excited, want to move him up. We know Adrian Peterson's still there. Chris Thompson was pretty much in on all the third downs, and I don't think anyone likes this Redskins offense. So is Darius Geis appealing, or do you feel maybe this performance moves his ADP to a, a level where it's not worth drafting him? Yeah, that's that's going to be the thing with Geis. I think one performance is going to drive his price a little bit too high for me. Uh, they're going to give the ball to Adrian Peterson. They're, they're still going to mix him in. Like what you mentioned with Chris Thompson, he'll be that third down PPR option that's going to come out of the Redskins passing attack. Uh, with Geis, though, I think they're going to limit his touches early on in the season. It's going to be similar to the situation we saw with Dalvin Cook last year. Uh, coming off of the torn ACL, he's it's going to take him a while to get those legs underneath him, get to back to the 100% full health that it takes a while for a running back to get to. So I would expect to see Geis' value be a little bit limited to begin the season. Uh, but you're going to see a lot of owners over the course of the next couple of weeks probably reach and grab him in drafts, and that ADP is probably going to be a little bit too rich for my blood. Speaking of an ADP that has risen over the last month, that's Kalen Balaj. But, man, yesterday, 12 attempts, 17 yards. And is he a guy that you go, you know what, I don't like this offense, I don't want a part of him? Yeah, I'm kind of avoiding at all costs this uh, this Dolphins backfield. Uh, I just I don't see the value there. That offensive line is not really one of the best in the NFL. They're actually one of the more of the lower-tiered offensive lines in the league currently. Uh, so you're going to see this a lot with Kalen Balazs. He's going to put up stat lines that are going to be similar to Lamar Miller and what he does for the Texans. And we all know how Lamar Miller is seen amongst fantasy circles. You know, he's not that sexy name. He just kind of goes out there and plods away for 40, 50, 60 yards a week. It's not going to be any kind of situation where he's just going to blow up and come away with an exceeding amount of value every single week. Uh, so Kalen Balazs is a guy that, I think people are drafting him a little bit too high based off of practice reports and what we see on Twitter, and I'm just kind of avoiding right now. Talking to Brandon Murchison, part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network, and see this now that Stephen Jones of the Cowboys, I guess, was talking on 105.3 The Fan, so it's so funny. Like, they always get you to click on the headline, and it said, like, a deal's not close, but then when you read it, so it says, Stephen Jones doesn't think a contract deal with Zeke is close as some people think. I don't think we're close because there's not a lot of activity, he said on his weekly show. Then asked if a deal would be done soon prior to week one. Jones said anything is possible. We feel confident things will get done. Things happen real quick, sometimes within hours. So it's like, on one hand, yeah, we're not close. Yeah, no, we'll be fine. So, look, Zeke is a very tough decision to make right now. You're drafting tonight, tomorrow. Where do you feel taking Zeke? Where do you feel comfortable the earliest? Will you take him there at four? What does it have to be mid of the first mid first round? And I, I know it's a tough, and you don't kind of know until you're on the clock. But if, 
you're drafting right now, where do you feel most comfortable taking Zeke based on what we know right now? I, if, now, if I'm in a draft currently and I'm sitting at the four spot, I'm probably taking Zeke. Uh, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. I think that he eventually is going to be coming back. If not week one, he's going to be back early on in the season. But you're, it's the same situation that you're going to view with Le'Veon Bell last year. Uh, there's that cloud there of whether or not he's coming back, and if so, when is he coming back? And you're going to have to go out there and grab Tony Pollard probably earlier than you expected to just to cover yourself in case that, that Zeke does not show up. I mean, who knows? He might. It might take weeks for him to really iron things out. He might be hard-headed and stubborn enough to follow the Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bells of the world and continue to sit out. But if you if you're smart, go grab Tony Pollard or make sure you've got that Cowboys backfield on lockdown and ready to go when the season starts. Another thing that we don't know about is Amari Cooper. We were hearing plantar fascia. Now they're saying that it's more of a muscle strain. That's what uh, Jones said in his uh, radio hit today. So they're, they're being very conservative with him. Uh, what do you do with Amari Cooper right now, who is going early in the third round? Now I'm starting to see him fall to the fourth round. Do you take the shot thinking it's not serious? Or just because we don't know all the facts, you just say, I'm going to pass it at his price right now? I I, I have uh, actually been pra- passing on the price throughout the uh, the draft season so far, even before the injury news came out. I've I've kind of seen Amari Cooper getting drafted a little bit too high, uh, and we're you know we're basing what we see with Amari Cooper off of last season's numbers, uh, but those numbers are a little bit askew because he did have a couple of big games that really kind of ballooned the numbers at the end of the season, but then he did have several games that were kind of real real misses in prime matchups. So now you have the injury question. Uh, foot injury for a wide receiver is always a little bit questionable for me. And with the state of the Cowboys offense and how they're really more of that kind of conservative type of offense, I don't think the upside is going to be there to grab that Amari Cooper at you know a late third, early fourth round ADP. There's going to be other players that are around that price point that I'm more interested in currently. For Leonard Fournette, uh, got a lot of work yesterday. Obviously, they're looking at him as a three-down back. You know, he has been a guy that's fallen to the third round. Is he a bargain or someone that you're still skeptical of based on his first two years and his injury history? I, if he falls far enough, I'm all in on Leonard Fournette right now. Uh, if, if you can get him late third, early fourth, I see that as a draft day victory because I think this Jaguars offense is really going to surprise some people. In 2019, they're they're going to implement more of that Philadelphia Eagles style base attack, and with Nick Foles at the head, you know the passing game is going to be better than what we've seen with Blake Bortles over the last several seasons. Uh, it's going to open up things for Leonard Fournette. Now the question is, of course, health, and can he keep himself on the field and not act like an idiot off the field? That's going to be the biggest thing with Leonard Fournette, and if he can play the full slate. Even if you give me 14 games out of Leonard Fournette, I think the numbers by season's end is going to be right there alongside with you know some of the upper echelon running backs in fantasy. We have a couple of injuries for Seattle receiver. We know DK Metcalf had some knee surgery, a knee scope. They're not expecting to miss time. And then David Moore hurt his shoulder, and I think it's kind of significant. 
what does this do for Tyler Lockett, if anything? You know, we know he didn't get the targets last year. He is a guy that's been going generally fourth round of drafts. Are you on the Tyler Lockett train this year? I, yeah, I actually am. I keep finding myself, uh, especially in some best ball drafts, getting all kinds of Tyler Lockett shares uh, at this moment. Uh, you know, the injuries there at that position for the Seahawks. I wasn't a big DK Metcalf fan as we approached the season anyways. Uh, there's there's a lot of question marks um, surrounding Tyler Lockett right now, and I think you can get him. He's going to be the focal point of that offense and the passing attack. I, I, for me, the upside's going to be there. I, he's a guy that I'm, I'm I've even caught myself drafting ahead of the aforementioned Amari Cooper in certain situations. Do you feel comfortable taking Edo Smith as the backup to Devonta Freeman? We know Brian Hill, Quadre Allison are there, but it looks like Edo Smith had a couple good last two weeks is he the guy there i do i, I believe Edo smith's the guys to uh, handcuff and to draft behind Devontae freeman who also has his own injury history all right brandon before we let you go let people know where they can find you of course uh, like i mentioned roto superstar on twitter follow me there and also follow the podcast account woo fantasy that's woo underscore fantasy all right brandon appreciate the time good luck in your draft this weekend and we'll talk soon appreciate it man you have a great one you too. Again, that is Brandon Murchison, part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Check that out. You can follow on Twitter to see a lot of retweets, lots of good podcasts there as we tend to bring you a lot of different voices to help you dominate in your drafts this year. There's a lot of content that we have going on. SI.com as well, contributing over there. I have the Andrew Luck article along with Frankie Fantasy up there right now. We'll return Come back and wrap it up here. It is full-time fantasy TV on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here for a couple more minutes as we get set for a big draft weekend. Lots of drafts going on. And make sure you pay attention to all the breaking news. There's been different reports here today about Ezekiel Elliott. There's some indications that a deal could get done this weekend. Wouldn't be surprised if it happened. So if you're at a draft, you're on the clock, make sure you check Twitter. Follow me there on Twitter at Adam Ronis. If I see anything, I'll tweet it right away. But, you know, you're, you're picking four or five this weekend. You don't know what to do with Ezekiel Elliott. Make sure you check out the news right away because I have a feeling it could break at any point this weekend. And maybe he signs. And obviously, if he does and you're picking four or five, you feel way more comfortable picking him. But we'll help you out with anything. Uh, I'll update my rankings. You can check it out, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONAS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. we got so many good tools to help you out. Customize your rankings. Everyone has different formats and starters, so we have a tool there. You can just put it in. we got our preseason pro picks. Mine are up. My sleeper, bust, breakout, stash and cash, and comeback. And lots of great content up there. So make sure you check it out. If you have any specific questions, ask them on the message boards and forums. 
as we got you covered. Again, uh, Seahawks dealing with some injuries right now. Although Pete Carroll did say DK Metcalf could be active and doing stuff. That was his quote next week. So something to keep an eye on because they are kind of thin right now with him. And David Moore is getting a second opinion on his injured shoulder. So right now, Jerron Brown looks to be the number two receiver next to Tyler Lockett as the uh, season is set to begin. But uh, DK Metcalf could uh, play a big role uh, in that offense. Uh, and also, Antonio Brown had his helmet grievance hurt today. So we're waiting to hear the results of that. Uh, and Jordan Reed is in the league concussion protocol. So it's another concussion. It's either like the sixth or seventh concussion for him. So I'm not going to draft him at this point because Jordan Reed seriously got to sit there and look and say, uh, maybe uh, I'm not doing football. Uh, I shouldn't play anymore. And again, Cam Newton has a mid-foot sprain. Uh, the Panthers are cautiously optimistic that he will be ready for week one. That wraps it up here. Big draft weekend for you guys. Head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. We'll help you out. Also, playffwc.com. we got a ton of drafts, some beginning at 4 p.m. Eastern in the afternoon. Head on over there. Find what's best for you. Hope you guys have a great weekend and dominate your drafts. I'll be back Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.